Welcome, Motorman and Rude Dog Show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's been a little bit, but again, it's all about transition. And when we talk about transitions, we're talking about sports transitions. Nothing can be more exciting than hurry up and weeding for sports, whether you're crossing your fingers or your toes. But here to cross his eyebrows is Scott Morgan Roth. <laughs> Scott, how what? are you? The other half oh. of the show. Oh, I'm doing great, Rudy. Glad to be back on the big show here. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you cross your fingers, your head? you have your leg, head between your legs? I don't know. It is what it is. So I, I'm forced to do certain things nowadays I don't like to do, and that's watch too much TV and not go to the actual games themselves. But I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Rudy. Yeah, no problem, man. You know, there's, there's a lot of mysticism going on right now. And I say mysticism, I don't mean about this corona situation i mean mysticism in regards to when is sports going to come back everybody's wondering everybody's curious everybody's just kind of putting this out there when is it going to be back when is the nba going to be back lakers had declared themselves coronavirus free as well as other players damian lillard not really in agreement with you know suspending pay and things of that nature adam silver doing a good job but right now, I think the most important thing we need to look at from not only a, a sports perspective, but a reality perspective, that this is a new abnormal, not not normal, abnormal. And it's abnormal because now we have nothing but delays in everything. NASCAR's delayed. Wimbledon's delayed. Golf is delayed. Yes, uh, tennis is a sport. You know, you have all different types of sporting venues that have been put on almost permanent hold. Wimbledon right. Championship or the U.S. Open has not uh, not been, well, let me rephrase that, hasn't seen inactivity for a very long time. And right. it's staging, it's taking place at the Archer, the, the Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium where they're going to be hosting COVID patients. And this mm-hmm. is this is kind of out of control, Scott. From, from your perspective, when do you think is going to be the ending of all this where everything becomes back to normal and the pastimes that we have not seen, we have not checked out, we have not been able to watch other than classic games up until Rudy Gobert for the Utah Jazz decided to declare that he had the COVID virus. When is it, when is it all going to end? Do you, do you see an end? Well, Wimbledon from what I understand will not be playing 2020. That'll be uh 2021 it was actually canceled for the year and it will resume next july from what i understand when will it resume it's anybody's guess i'm waiting for the first sport to go out there and start and that's usually when the domino effects usually take place that's what i think you know is it going to be in an empty stadium is it going to be uh in an area where you have two three four cities involved you know there's so many variables rudy that to me you know, it's like when the NBA decided to cancel, that's when the dominoes started to drop. And believe me, they didn't drop. They were like, they, they dropped big time. So it, it'll take one sport to get going. And then at that particular point, I believe the other ones will follow suit. Well, speaking of, of following suit, the NFL is not following suit in a lot of different ways. And here's why. The NFL draft will continue to be the only showcase for any sports talent, new sports talent, up-and-coming sports talent, including you know, Justin Herbert. You're going to have right. you know, a, a Tua Tayavaloa. You're going to have the, the who's of who being drafted. Now, I had recalled applying for credentials to go to the NFL draft, and of course, like anybody else, kind of wondering if this is, is, it, if this is going to be the entry point or the beginning of an end 
for media to be at the NFL draft, of course, is not taking any further place than maybe an hour away from where I'm at in Las Vegas. Right. And it was scheduled to to go on. Of course, I hadn't heard back. I don't really expect to hear back from the NFL in regards to whether media will be there or not. But at this point, from a media perspective, it's probably the very the the safest thing that anybody can do right now is just to stay away for one other practice of social distancing, practice better habits, maybe just put those old habits that we've had on the shelf back into reality. Very true. And, you know, for me, I'm glad that the NFL has had some kind of activity because, remember, I own the South Florida Tribune, and I depend on content to try to keep things interesting. And thankful for free agency, we had something coming in. And now, obviously, I'm hoping that my NFL partners will send me stuff through the draft. And I like to go to the draft, usually at the team that I'm covering, so that I can talk to the coach, the general manager, and all the decision makers. But, yeah, I remember many years ago when ESPN – uh, had the draft and they were all put in the room and they used to get calls like Furman, Mel Kuyper, you know, you get to draw all these guys been at it for a long time, but I have a feeling you're going to see a scenario like that. I really do where everybody's going to be in one particular spot. And from us in the media, we might be tuning in on conference calls or whatnot. One of the things I'm probably going to have to do in the next week or so is reach out to my buddy, Dan Edwards up in Jacksonville. And I was actually in Jacksonville a year ago I say, Dan, you know, obviously it doesn't look like, uh, let me know if I can make the trip to Jacksonville. And it may be hard for me to do that because I don't know where to stay. I don't have anybody to stay. And who knows if they're letting anybody in the building. So everything, again, what will we have to do in things remote? You know what I mean? And as a result, you know, we just have to make the best of this situation like everybody else on the planet. So, you know, maybe in about a week or so when we do another show, I'll let you know what my activity is pertaining to the NFL draft is, whether it's with the Miami Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars, or whatnot. But, yeah, thank God for the NFL. I've had something to put up there because right now we're piecemealing content, but we're managing okay. But we can certainly do a lot better with what we have to work with, you know. Well, as long as we recognize that, you know, to, to, to right. work with what we have. And, of course, a lot of sports journalists going on radio right now talking about, you know, who's the best player this and who's the best player that and this generational right. player in various leagues, Major League Baseball. I mean, I, I was watching the World Series when the Marlins won it. Uh, speaking of Florida, Marlins won it and had taken apart the Cleveland Indians in that yeah. in, in, in that World Series. Game 7. Bases were, you know, loaded. It, it, it was just a – it was a very nostalgic time, I'm sure, for Marlins fans being the only pennant they've ever won. But right. but what what that really does, it put things into perspective. You know, who was good, who wasn't, who was, who, who were the key players, who were the role players. Of course, right. you have to have both, especially when you're talking about baseball. But I think more importantly, you have to really dig deep in order to find these stories, have brand-new conversations with new oh, yeah. up-and-coming types of – talent and if you're not digging deep to find those stories to find those people to find those players to to really have vibrant entertaining engaging conversation you're really missing the boat totally and you know what that was the first marlin championship i believe they beat the yankees to win another one but haven't done anything since but yeah i think what's so interesting about it rudy that as i look at the various media outlets and i'm paying more and more attention to the shows that espn has i've got to draw ideas that if these guys are struggling then this gives guys like you and I an opportunity to observe, you know, to find out what we've got to do to make our brand a lot better. Because, you know, now we even find some of the shows don't even have video, so therefore they're practically on radio, so to speak, 
like it wasn't a good old days. But yeah, you know, you got to really dig deep into your experience and your knowledge, but more so rooting your connections to try to make it interesting. Because from our standpoint, if we understand what's going on, you have a lot of people that have time on their hands that don't mind calling in because it's a way for them to, you know, uh, utilize their time to come on and maximize their exposure. So this is something I've never imagined, but I'm relishing the challenge. And, you know, nowadays you and I have to pay close attention to what's around us in order to make sure that we're doing things very efficiently. Well, it, it, it is not only about efficiency, but it's about accuracy. It's about being entertaining, yep. engaging. You have to pull out all the stops to not just be the guy talking about the same old thing, when you want to talk about it, how you want to talk about it. Let's talk about reality, right? That, and that's oh, yeah. really what this is about. Sports is on a hiatus, but it's not dead. It's certainly not dead, but it could be on a defibrillator right now, especially for the NBA season. Where were they at? They were headed to playoffs. The Lakers could have been the number one seed. You know, uh, high school, college, and there were so many different facets from uh, players giving, you know, not being able to have their senior nights or, or their right. senior days, rather, uh, being able to work out for the, for the NFL scouts because of this distancing and this COVID right. situation. I think I think what it really boils down to is that when this is when this is all over, when it's all said and done, what we really have to do is put everything into perspective. And when you put it into right. perspective, that means that you have the ideal situation, not only for yourself, but mm. for the sports world in general to get back on the same page, because right now. The NFL is slightly behind the curve in that regard. NBA is behind the curve. Everybody is be, is behind the curve. But I think more importantly, what we have to look at are the obstacles that are in, in front right. of us. The, the reality, the actual real down-to-earth, honest-to-gosh challenges that we're facing on a daily basis. Sports right. is just another way to get yourself out there, to get people to recognize who you are, what you do. It's about engagement. It's about marketing. And if you're right. not about that, if that's not what you're trying to accomplish right now, of course, outside of trying to stay sane during all this madness, and of course, a lot of people have a lot of time on their hands, people are mm -hmm. connecting with their family in ways right now. And I'm sure the NBA players, NFL players, uh, WNBA players, since their season is suspended as well, uh, to really right. kind of reconnect with with their family, and 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 they don't they're not looked at as sports icons. They're just sisters, right. brothers, cousins, uncles, mm -hmm. sons, oh, yeah. trying to reconnect. Do you think this is this is a great thing moving forward for NBA players or sports players in in general uh, when everything gets back to normal? The only thing I can say, Rudy, is you have to take a negative and turn it into a positive. That's all I can get out of that. Now, with all due respect, the Olympics, is, we, we won't see that till 2021. They've lost a lot of money. And then, of course, you talk about, you know, not only the Olympics, but about the NCAA tournament where a lot of these – we don't even have a champion in, our, in the, the uh, Final Four. And, again, lots of entities have lost millions and billions of dollars. You know, NFL still isn't in that bad of shape because they haven't lost any games. Right now, the NHL – it's trying to figure out best-case scenario playoff-wise. And the NBA, the same thing. Yes, there's the uncertainty with Major League Baseball. And what are we looking at? we got NBA, of course. So, you know, when you look at a lot of the major sports, yeah, they're definitely in regroup mode. I think what I saw this week was when Mark Cuban was on ESPN and talking to Mike Greenberg, you know, he was optimistic that they could get this thing going 
in May, but I'll tell you, Mark looked like, you know what, maybe that isn't the case. I don't even know. And, you know, I understand Mark's compassion for what he's doing. You know, everybody wants to see it get going, but you obviously have to tell, take health first before you're able to go any go on any further. So, yeah, I, I'd like to sit here and tell you that when you look at each entity, though, what you have to do is judge each entity separately is what you have to do. You're right earlier, as you alluded to in the show. Okay, think about it. The Triple Crown being held in what, later on this year? When sports does get back, you're going to have so much stuff on the air that you're going to be swimming in sports content if the schedule holds true to form. When do you think you've ever seen an Indianapolis 500 taking place in September, Rudy? September, from what I've heard. The Indy 500 in September. Really? You know, and again, the Triple Crown, same thing. One one entity after another. Major League Baseball being played in October, November, although I don't foresee it happening in Christmas. I had a guest on the program last night, Mark Littell, and he didn't see it happening either. And Mark's the most candid guy on the planet. But, you know, again, you know, you have the practicality of dome stadiums. Where can you hold these events? I mean, think about it for a moment, Rudy. The New York Yankees couldn't even host baseball games in New York at all, which is where the epidemic right now or pandemic is probably at its highest. I don't see the Tigers doing it because Detroit's a hot spot. L.A., the same thing. And, of course, New Orleans, they don't have an MLB team. But those are areas hit heavily. And I wouldn't be surprised if Florida ultimately gets hammered. So, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. What can I tell you? Unprecedented, unbelievable. Whatever adjective Webster wants to give us, it's there. Well, you know, to be honest with you, it, to, to take a deeper look, a deeper perspective, players – have to take on a different mindset, right? So right. In, in their mindset, it consists of when do I work out? Do I keep the same right. routine? I have to keep myself. Right. That is a that is a mental challenge. For, oh, yeah. for You can take the emotions out of it. You can take everything else out of it. They have to stay on point. They have to be consistently practicing outside of their connection with their families. We just previously right. mentioned but they have to really stay mentally sharp, physically sharp, uh, emotionally sharp, challenge themselves, do different things, alternate, maybe try something new. Maybe they've always struggled with it. They have all the time in the world right now, just like, well, right. everybody else. But <laughs> the big difference is that they have a sport that will eventually continue. Is there going to be right. any normalcy when sports starts back up? Because as of right now, there aren't any. There's no such thing as normalcy for anyone. But will the sports right. industry see anything normal as this pandemic finds its it, its way downwards in a, a non-spreading manner? Yeah, well, number one, you were right. Uh, players are a creature of habit is what they are, you know, so they have a routine and what they do. Yeah, I ultimately see it happening that way. It's going to take a long time until we get there, obviously, because things are so upside down. They're upside down, man. You know, you can go 360 degrees upside down. It's not like you lost a thing or two. Well, I guess when you look at it, we're lucky we've got the Super Bowl in this year and part of spring training. You know, I mean, what do you call normalcy when baseball resumes two to four more weeks of spring training until we finally get the games going? You know, you got virtual auto racing, Rudy. You know, virtual NASCAR, Indy, whatever it may be, where guys are challenging. So just to try to keep anything going. You know, so I, I don't know. It's going to be a long time before we hit normalcy. And you can rest assured these owners are biting the bullet in a big way. And 
you know, how much money are they going to lose? But right now, money doesn't mean anything. You know, it's just making sure that everybody stays as healthy as possible. But more importantly, Rudy, they have to pay attention to the government and their governors and do what they're supposed to do. Here in Florida, okay, I think you probably read this nationally, right? Had all these spring breakers that came down here and contacted the virus, right? How stupid was that? Really? You've only been warned about it every place on the planet, right? You know, so the self-destruction that leads to the spread of this disease, to me, makes it a, once again, Rudy, a domino effect. I know I'm using that word an awful lot, but do I think it'll ever be normal? Yeah, I think it's about a year and a half to two years before it really does come to normal. Let's just get something going instead of nothing. And that's what we're all dealing with. A broadcaster with no game, a sports writer with nothing to cover, okay, a player, okay, who's used to, you know, who's in the prime of his career, or maybe look at Vince Carter for a moment. Can you imagine that he may have played his last game and didn't have a chance to go out there and do it the right way with the Atlanta Hawks, I think he's with, right, Rudy? I mean, think yeah. about it. His career, his final year is going to be cut short because of COVID-19. I mean, don't you think you want to see Vince Carter, okay, finish out? How about Kevin Durant getting COVID-19 and he hasn't even played a game at all this year? How do you manage that? He's getting more publicity because he has a COV-19 COVID that he did but putting one point in the hoops all year. How normal is that? You tell me. Well, there there isn't anything normal about whatever's going on, whatever the situation right. might be between, you know, who's going to be able to see. I mean, high schoolers that weren't able to go to their CIF championships, you know, to really make right. that a reality, to, to kind of put an exclamation point on their career so that way they can get scouted and looked at by the next level NBA, Major League Baseball, or even the NFL for that matter. There There are a lot of unfinished business in in the world of sports and it it, it is a business regardless whether you're in high school college uh the pros mls nba nfl it it doesn't it doesn't matter WNBA, it doesn't matter unfinished business means that these guys are going to not only be rested up obviously but i think more importantly they're going to be sharp they're going to be ready to go are you going to see some rust on some players well yeah of course you will that's just a standard situation that's going on around it and not not everybody's experiencing this right. heightened awareness of you know maybe we can get back to where we were well you know i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little you know i'm a little out of sorts i'm not quite there yet and you know okay. I, I think a lot of abnormality will exist initially when it comes to how they play the game uh how intense they play the game and uh, regardless of what game that is and i think you really right. have to pay attention to those signs and say well it was COVID. You, you clearly have you ha- you have the scapegoat, obviously, and that is COVID. Right. However, what you really need to look at is: Did I do my best during the time that I had in order to become better, to work on those deficiencies, to become the player, the person, the father, the brother, the uncle, the son right. that I need to be? And if I can put all those together, and it's a really fine balance. There's nothing easy about what any of these guys or girls do. This is a very a difficult time for a lot of them, difficult time for Americans overall. But I think those that really crave sports like I do, and I know you do, uh, there mm-hmm. there are a lot of deficiencies in regards to we can we, we we can we can sit here and speculate all day long, you know, what these teams are gonna look like and how they're gonna uh, what actual positioning are they gonna be in and where are they gonna be at once everything gets back to a new normal where we don't have to wear face masks when we 
go to do a shoot around, you know, on the floor. But I think more right. importantly, will the NFL or will you see the NFL or could you see the NFL not have play people in the stands, but yet have the game on the field due to this ongoing issue? That one's a definitive no. Uh-uh. No way. I mean, think about it. You have I that one I just don't see. You know, the NFL, as much as they can sit here and put the games on TV, their environment's based on a fan. You're talking about all these billion-dollar stadiums that were built, and you're only using them, what, six to eight times a year, basically, right? Well, if you're Jacksonville, you're using it one or two times less because you're in London. But, you know, you're only talking about stadiums that were built for like an eight game schedule, you know? So, you know, the NFL needs fans. Okay. The NBA, I can see without it. The NHL, I could probably see without it. But think about baseball for a minute. Can you imagine seven inning double headers, you know? And I want to go back to something you brought up, which I really think was really good. I feel bad for all the seniors at high school and college that won't be able to go ahead and get to uh, enjoy their senior. What about those kids that, uh, earn a trip to the NCAA that aren't going to get to play in it, and they're seniors. So, yeah, you feel for the young ones. And with my publication, we have a lot of colleges that send us material, and, boy, you know, you, you feel bad about it. But, unfortunately, it's just a fluke situation that indeed is – that. but I don't see – I mean, let's look at the four major sports. Really, basketball, no fans, I could see it, okay? Baseball, I could probably see that too. Uh, well, yeah, so I got basketball, hockey, but football, no chance. No way. UFC, I don't know. Are they going to have fans on the road? You know, Dana White's definitely taking a hit there, you know. And so it, it just depends, I think, really on the sport is, is really what it does and what they can do just to get it out there. Everybody really bite the bullet. Uncle Sam will be writing a lot of people, these owners, tax deductions anyways, right, because of what they've lost. It's just a weird upside-down and staying here. Yeah, no, and, and this, this is this is unprecedented. It, it really is, right. and I'm, I'm probably using this as a as a solid understated fact that that this is an unprecedented time right now for for mm -hmm. everyone, for the sporting world, for us as individuals, collectively, individually. Uh, you know, people just you know, we we have to stay ready, right? If those NBA players, right. if those NHL players, if those NFL players, if 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 anyone is is not ready to go. That means that they weren't prepared in advance. They weren't. Right. Instead of being proactive, they were reactive. When you're reactive, things happen, right. and all of a sudden your hands get thrown and say, well, now what do I do? Where am I going to go? Right. You know, where, right. what, what, what challenges do you think a lot of these um, professional sporting leagues, I mean, if you put them in an order, one through five, who do you think is going to have the hardest time? Who do you think is going to have the easiest time getting back to this new normal? I'm not going to say any of them do. As crazy as that seems, I think they're all going to have all kinds of challenges. I, it would be hard to say. I think basketball, if they can keep everybody in a certain area, they might. Hockey, I, I think. I don't think anybody. I think the ones that will be able to get back quicker are like might be baseball, and if NFL delays their season a little bit, it's easier because you haven't bitten that big of a bullet. And it depends on the TV money coming in too, Rudy. Some leagues can go ahead and show sustainability because they work out good TV contracts that give them mm -hmm. staying power. You know what I mean? And now I know some of the college will struggle because their football programs carry the other sports, you know, versus basketball and the other ones. So I, I wish I could give you a definitive answer, Rudy, but unfortunately they're all going to struggle. I can't give you one. Well, that could be probably the most honest and, and, and transparent um, 
answer that I can probably imagine. You know, and 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 sadly, you know, you have people who are completely in in disregard for what other people are contending with right now. And and I'll give you a really prime example of that. Earlier, Rex Ryan went on the record, and this could be speaking out of frustration. He he may have apologized. I really don't know, but I think that when he apologized for calling Amari Cooper a turd. Oh, wow. That, that, that could be the one that he was sitting on. Um, because Rex Rex is just being Rex. I mean, that's, that's right. purely what it is. He may have a foot fetish. He may have a turd fetish. I don't really know. All I know is is that when you call a guy a turd and you claim that he dropped off production, well, why do you think he dropped off production? Because Dak isn't good at situational football. How do you think right. Amari Cooper is going to be able to catch those underthrown balls? I mean, Dak mm-hmm. isn't taller than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, I think, is like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and Dak mm-hmm. Prescott, maybe, maybe 6'1", maybe. And I'm, I'm probably giving him a little bit of credit in regards to getting that ball to Amari Cooper on, on the outside. So what happened right. was, from my standpoint, from the way I look at it, is that, is that Amari Cooper – did his job he had done his job he had kept the dallas cowboys in playoff contention because of the catches he had a phenomenal year coming over from oakland and now because he's this key cog that's why you gave him the money i mean you have to base this on production dak prescott is not in the top 10 from a quarterback perspective and again going back to to uh to rex ryan in his commentary in regards to calling uh, Amari Cooper, a turd, he must be speaking for himself, <laughs> about himself. I mean, something right. had something had to give. And I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, again, frustration. You shouldn't have paid right. the guy. He wasn't due this money. A, a, a lot of things speak from frustration. Now, don't forget, Rex Ryan never won a championship game. He may have right. been a part of one, a part of a coaching staff right. that did, but he as a head coach was absolutely horrible. Maybe he's too busy smelling feet. In, in either yeah. case, I, I think that there's going to be a, you know, it, should should ESPN fire him? Uh, I don't know. Everybody has their hot takes about, you know, who wit, who win, how, and, right. and, and, and why. So you really can't put that into perspective. But here's what you can put in perspective. He had no business calling him that at all. And I think, again, it goes back to the frustrations from right. from, from Rex Ryan knowing that he had never reached that that pinnacle. What his logic was behind calling him a turd, I will never know. But it was right. insensitive. That's not mm-hmm. what we need right now in the sports world. I understand, right. again, it's, it's about the hot take, but it's about doing it honestly and doing it without calling people names. And I know it wasn't a real name and it wasn't a cuss word, but you 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 can kind of read between the lines there. What were your thoughts about hearing that this afternoon from, from Rex Ryan on ESPN? Well, there's a big rule that I know in NFL, okay? All the Ryans dating back from Buddy Ryan to Rob Ryan to Rex Ryan, is they all have one common thing. You know what that is? Diarrhea of the mouth, okay? And, and again, Rex Ryan talks Tim Tebow into being a New York Jet. Okay, thinking in, I'll tell you, I'd buy a used car from Rex Ryan because he's good at selling, okay? But when I look at what ESPN does in general, I think I love Amari Cooper as a wide receiver. But when I look at the fact that he once upon a time hired Russ Limbaugh 
And then when they thought they got over their head, they got rid of him quickly. Why don't you get rid of Rex Ryan? I think he, to me, doesn't belong anywhere near a microphone. And again, his winning pedigree or lack thereof, to me, doesn't give him the authority to make statements like that. They just don't. So Rex Ryan is just being a Ryan, okay? And they all, to me, have big mouths. They really do. So I don't think you make those comments, especially at a time like this. We're not clinging for that kind. We're all trying to be positive, Rudy. Positive. How many deaths are we seeing about? How many cases are we being reported? And do you need to hear that untimely stuff? I don't think so. I, 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 I totally get turned off by those kinds of statements. But remember, the one thing you should remember is this. Rush Limbaugh got hired. They knew what they were getting. You follow me? And as a result, they let him go. He didn't even make it through the season, Rudy. He didn't. So now you bring this guy on? Really? Come on. You tell me. Uh, I don't know. All, all I know is is that people are speaking out of frustration right now. Should they? Right. No, probably not. Less is more in this <laughs> in this current situation. So I right. think overall, when the when you look at where sports is at, and it's really not anywhere, at least not from my perspective, getting back into any even a, a new normal, I think that's still on a hiatus thing. This is Rudy Reyes and Scott Morgan Roth here on Motorman and Rude Dog. Those follow take no punches. Yes, we do take punches, but only on the right cheek. But check us out. Like it, love it, share it, because we love that kind of thing. It keeps us going, keeps us rolling, and keeps us sane, especially in this sports plateau as there is right now or lack thereof. Scott, thanks a lot, man, for, for coming on. I appreciate it. And, no problem. Uh, I just want to ask everybody to give me a follow on Twitter at Tribune South. Uh, and also we have an Instagram account, South Florida Tribune, and Facebook as well, South Florida Tribune. If you do that, that would be greatly appreciated. All of our broadcasts, by the way, can also see, be seen on the SouthFordTribune.com, uh, which is where we post a lot of them anyways, or all of them for that matter. And, of course, on the uh, as well as Rudy's uh, outlets as well. But, Rudy, it's always great being on the broadcast with you. And I enjoy every time and look forward to doing more as time goes on. But hey, it's you know we we talk we talk when we hit a subject, Rudy, we hit it hard, and we don't uh, spare anything. We do everything we can to make sure we look at things objectively and let everybody figure out their own facts. So uh, great to be back with you, Rudy, and uh, you know enjoy Vegas. And one of these days, I'm going to get out there and uh, visit with you. Okay, buddy. Yeah, All sounds right? good. <laughs> sounds All good right, to me. So. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks a lot, Scott. And uh, check us out again. Go ahead at Take No Punches. You can find more about me at therudedogshow.com. Throw me a follow at Rude Dog Reyes on Twitter. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm basically everywhere. Instagram, Rudy R. Reyes, and then some. So check it out. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And, again, love it, like it, share it. We like that kind of thing. Thanks for tuning and in, also, and we'll see you and again. Also, and also be safe. You too. Thanks, Scott. Take care.